glory to God. So one of the things I wanted to tell you is uh, now this week, this week um, we had kickstart the last week and the first couple of days going into February. So it basically ended, I think, on February 1st. So this, basically, it's one month and a week. In one month and a week, I want to tell you a testimony of what's happened. Because when we were having Kickstart, it was either the first or second night I got up there. And Kickstart is designed to kickstart our year into the Lord. To bring the blessing of God, really, for us to move into Him so that He can kickstart our lives. When we came in that week, this was not planned at all, but it was the first or second night. I said, Lord, I said, I, I felt from the Holy Ghost, there's something financial on these meetings. There's a blessing pouring out in those meetings. Well, we had a word for one guy, and then the Lord said, that's not just for him, that's for somebody else too. And that somebody else had a $35,000 increase in their salary that week, right? And uh, since that time, one month and one week basically, uh, since that time, we've had over $79,000 in increase in coming to the hands of people. Now, I'm, I'm talking about this is in people's hands already in a month and a week. Over $79,000 and over 65000 in salary increases. So this is, they're two separate things. In other words, every single year, people's salaries are going up uh, $65,000 already. How much more is there to come? The point is that in the foolishness of preaching, God will release a word and there's, an, there's power and an anointing on it to start to cause those things to work in the lives of people. If you have a testimony about that financially from that period of time you hadn't told me yet, come tell me. I won't, I'm excited about it. It's like every week somebody's getting a raise, a promotion, a bonus that they weren't expecting. I'm like, glory to God. And uh, I, we like celebrating that stuff because that is just as much the Lord as somebody getting healed. Amen. That's the Lord moving. How many people is like... I. I, this is not the right thinking, but how many people would, would say, give me a cold, I need something in my bank account. Like, I'll put up with the cold, but if you can help my bank account, you know, that's, a, that's the heart of a lot of people. And the good thing about God is he'll do both. Right. He'll heal both, amen. And uh, so, I just wanted to tell you that testimony to raise your faith. Because you need to know that God wants to bring life to the full till it overflows in every area of your life. Not just, not just going to heaven, not just being healed, not just finances, not just protection, not just deliverance, but also re restoration. He wants to touch every area of your life, but it simply says that we need to start walking with him and in his ways, and we'll find out that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Amen? This is how we're supposed to walk. And this is a reality. And see, many people will be sitting there going, well, I've, I've tried to believe God before. Well, that's the issue. No, uh, you've tried. And we, if when we learn how to walk it out, you'll find that it'll work for you. And this is one of the things, when we don't try, but we go after it. That's, that's what faith does. And we have to say, okay, maybe I've missed it before, but this is the character and nature of God. This word here says that what I just told you is the character and nature of God. 
And maybe you had an experience where you didn't see the character and nature of God manifest. But that doesn't mean that, that he's not who he says he is. It simply means that there's a good, good uh, likelihood that I miss something. That I miss something because he is a good and loving God. And he wants to get good things into your life. He is not withholding any good thing. What was the verse that you read in prayer this morning? It said the, the lions do suffer lack. Psalms 34.10. Put that up real quick, please. Psalms 34.10. The young lions want and suffer lack, but I've never seen. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord, this is conditional, they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Of any good thing. Of any good thing. They, of any good thing. Any. This is our God, people. This is our God. He's a good God. He loves you. He says, look, I've never seen, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. If we'll get right, there's no way we can be forsaken. He said he's not withholding any good thing. So either these scriptures are true. I just gave you three different testimonies that the Holy Ghost gave to men to say about himself. Three different testimonies. Either those scriptures are true or your experience where it didn't come through was true. So in other words, there were either variables that were missing it in your past experiences or God's true. It's one or the other. You know, it, it's either that's happening and it's true that way or either that experience is right and it's absolute or God is right and absolute. Which one's going to lie to you? It's going to be the experiences. Why? Because many times there's variables that we're unaware of. There's things going on that we don't even know about. But when we learn who God is and we start applying faith towards that, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Even our faith. You know, this morning, one of the things that I'm just seeking here is we've got to make sure that we are intentional with our faith. That we are intentional and purposed with our belief. We're purposed and intentional with our faith. Um, matter of fact, I, I believe something that the, um, the Lord said to me. If you go to Hebrews 11, this is like the fourth sermon. I didn't have this one planned until I got up here. All right, so if you go to Hebrews 11:6, it says this. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to please Him. For He, talking about, that's me. You can say it. That's me. For He who comes to God must. Now this is the Holy Ghost telling you something. If I'm going to come to God, I must do something. That's pretty strong. I must. I must believe that He is. What is he? He's a rewarder. He's, he's a good God. He's a loving father. He's a father that won't uh, let me lack any good thing. I must believe that. I must believe that. If I'm going to come into the presence of God, I must come with faith on my heart, right? I must come with faith on my heart. I can't come in there and just be like, well, show me what you are, Lord. And, uh, you know, like Missouri, the show me state. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. No, that's the opposite of faith. 
No, I believe it and then I'll see it. Not I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it and then I'll see it. We must be intentional with our faith. He who comes to God, he must believe that he is. In other words, he is what? This, this verse to me matches up with uh, the word Jehovah, God's name in the Old Testament, which means I am. I am that I am. I am that I am. You must believe he is what? He's whatever you need him to be in terms of salvation. He's whatever you need him to be in his goodness. He's whatever you need him to be in his love. He's whatever you need him to be in his mercy. Well, are you missing it over here in health? And he is. You're missing it over here in your finances then he is sin has got you trapped and had you in a hole and you need a savior then he is it's who he is and we must believe that he is we must believe that he is and we must believe that he's a rewarder he's a rewarder of them in the King James it says that diligently seek him He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, not seek him on Sunday morning and then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday flip out. Right? All throughout the week, like forget about it and don't live by it and don't put on his yoke and don't put on intentionally the, the coat of gladness. Don't put on a garment of praise. You know, they, all of a sudden we don't put on those things. No, 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 no. This is what we do is when we come to him, we must believe that he is a good God and we must believe that he's a rewarder. Literally, not too long ago, I believe the Lord spoke this to me. He said, you will have more hardship and persecution if you're lazy with your faith. If you're lazy with your faith and you're not intentional, you'll go through things that you shouldn't have gone through. You'll go through things. In other words, if faith is a victory that overcomes the world, it overcomes the hardships. Faith overcomes that. In other words, if I'm not intentional with my faith, then all of a sudden I'm being lazy with it. And if I'm lazy with it, then there's some things that aren't overcome that could be overcome. And those things that aren't overcome are going to be a hardship in my life. Now, and when that hardship comes... You can still have faith and overcome it, but wouldn't it be better to put, to put faith proactively out there and not see as many of those things, not be lazy with our faith? You know, this is a big part of the society in the American church. We've been lazy with our faith. We haven't been winning people to the Lord. We haven't been telling them about Jesus. We've been lazy with it. We believe more in the persecution than we believe in our Savior. Let that hit. We believe more in the persecution and its ability to affect our life than we believe in our Savior to protect us and bring us and let us be a person of light. Can you see that? We've been lazy with our faith. You know, this is exactly what happened in uh, Acts. Jesus told them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, wait in Jerusalem for the promise. So in Acts chapter 2, the promise came in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost comes down and he fills them. And the promise comes, but they just sit in Jerusalem. What were they doing? 
Well, I wasn't there, and I don't know all the details, but to your average onlooker in the Word, it looks like they took their faith and put it on the shelf. Because, look, faith without works is dead, and Jesus told them to go do something, and they weren't doing it. And guess what came? Persecution and great persecution. Could have been maybe some of it, at the very least, some of it could have been avoided. How many times have y'all been the same way as I have? Man, I didn't apply faith, and all of a sudden I missed something. Or, or hardships came when it didn't have to come because we didn't apply our faith, we didn't trust in God. Think about this. We were talking earlier this morning, you know, put on a garment. You know the song, put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I was seeing if anybody else had heard, sang that song a lot. See if they kept singing. Right, But a lot of times that comes from Isaiah, uh, and it comes there, is it Isaiah 60 or 61? 61. And uh, there it talks about putting on that garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. It says, hey, look, for a spirit of heaviness, I've given you a garment of praise. Praise is a proactive thing. It's something that's saying that. In other words, think about this. What's the power of praise? When I start praising God, when I start praising the Lord, what does the Lord promise me he will do in praise? He will inhabit the praises of his people. So I start praising God. I start praising God. What happens to the Lord? The Lord said, oh, he's praising. I'm going down there. I'm getting in the middle of it. I'm going to get in the middle of it. How many people could use God in the middle of your situation? We got to get intentional. Put on some praise. You think I ever thought, hey, when I grow up, I'm going to be jumping in front of a big crowd. With a silly grin on my face. You think this is one of my life goals? Never did I envision this. And yet here the Holy Ghost got me doing it. But see, if we're not willing to do that, then what are we willing to do? If we're not willing to be a child in front of the Lord. See, David did this and God loved him for it. He loved him for it. He loved his heart. He loved his heart. Obviously, I, I need to do that some more. <laughs> I love, I love, Pastor Tracy says, one of my spiritual fathers, he said, if you do church right, you don't have to go to the gym. <laughs> if you do church right, you don't have to go to the gym. Amen? We should be in shape, praising God. Laughing. We should be in shape. Here's the thing. If I start praising, God comes down. He inhabits the praises of his people. I start praising him. What's missing in my life when God comes in? Not a thing. How many things now am I avoiding because I put on praise? So see, and when they praised over in, I think it's Acts 16 or Acts 13. 13, I believe it was. No, maybe 16. They're sitting there, they're in the inner dungeon. The inner dungeon. Yeah. They start praising God. Now I want you to see the picture of this. 
They were beaten. They were wrongfully accused. People had whipped them. And then they didn't just throw them in a jail cell. No, they said, throw them in the inner dungeon. Throw them in that inner dungeon. All of a sudden, at the midnight, Paul and Silas, what are they doing? Whoo, praising God. All of a sudden, there's a shake and a rumble. There was an inhabitation. They start praising. There's an inhabitation. There's an inhabitation. You want an inhabitation in your life. You start putting on praise. And all of a sudden, the inhabitation caused the bondages to fall off and break. It caused everything to start to go the way that it should go. Not only that, not only did their bondages break... Not only did theirs do it, but their neighbor's bondages broke. They weren't even praising. They were just having to listen to the praise. All of a sudden, you know, guess who turned into believers? The Philippian jail members, right? All of a sudden, they're like, they were praising Jesus and the things just fell off of me. Who is this Jesus? I'll follow you. See, the world needs to see an inhabitation. The world needs to see an inhabitation. But it comes by us not being lazy with it, but being intentional. Think about Paul and Silas in that jail. Did they want, what did they feel like? Do you think that they felt like giving praises to God? No, they didn't feel like giving praises to God. They just got beat. They were wrongfully accused. They could have been sitting up in the jail cell like this. Oh, God, we were just, you know, we preached your gospel. Look at where we're at. Look. So y'all got kids, too. Look at where we're at. Don't you know their flesh felt like that? Don't you know? I don't think my, my face hurts. They hit me, Lord. I mean, most of the world would say that they got a right to act that way and talk that way. They got a right to. Well, do you blame them? I mean, my goodness, they were beaten, thrown in jail, and all they were doing was telling people about good stuff. That's not fair. What in the world? I mean, why are you getting on to them? Well, why did Jesus get on to the disciples when the death storm came up? I mean, it was a death storm, and yet he said, You faithless generation." How long will I be worth? Because in a believer, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And lazy faith will keep you in, in areas of harm. But faith that's active. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. And when we get intentional and purposeful with our faith, all of a sudden, lazy faith is cast aside. And the faith of God comes on. And in the middle of of a jail cell there starts to be an inhabitation there starts to be a rumbling and the doors of your bondage fall off and the doors your chains fall off because we're not lazy with our faith how many people how many people could be set free how many people could be set free but aren't Because of lazy faith. 
it's time for an inhabitation to put on some faith. You realize when you start putting on faith, you're putting on the praise of God. You're putting on the things of God. You're putting on Him. All of a sudden, God says, that looks like me. That's a place where I can inhabit. That's where an inhabitation can come. All of a sudden, the chains start to fall off. And see, people have a problem with this because they've been the ones that have been lazy before. Guess what? I have been, if there was ever anybody lazy with their faith, you're looking at the guy. I've been there too. But that doesn't give me the right to deny what was written in that word. I've got to go into that word and say, look, I've got to step up. I've got to step up. Either I'm a believer or I'm not. Either I'm walking in faith or I'm not. But if I've got all this available to me to whom much is given, much is required, I've got to step up my faith. I can't be lazy in my faith. I've got to start believing for something. I gotta start believing for something. I can't just run to the medicine cabinet and grab an aspirin. I can't just I can't just fuss at God because the bills aren't getting paid on time. I gotta apply some faith there. This is do you think it's gonna change? God's gonna say, well, you know, usually faith overcomes the world. But in your situation, I see you're on hard time. So I'm gonna change my word, my character and my nature and my ways of doing it for you. That's not the way it works. The young lions do suffer, you know, have lack and suffer hunger. But those who will walk in his ways, they'll, they will have the things of God. Every good thing. God's not withholding any good thing. I've never seen the righteous forsaken who walk rightly. In God's ways, in faith, in hope, in love. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. So see, there's levels of our walking that determines, and if we're lazy in our faith, we won't have an inhabitation. And if we don't have an inhabitation, we won't have the freedom, and we won't have the breakthrough. It's time for a church in America to stop being lazy about things and take the responsibility of being a believer. Either you're, either you're a believer or you're not. Let's be a believer. And that means faith without works is dead. We've got to make sure that we step into faith. We got to step into being like Christ. We got to step into following the example. If you go uh, to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. He says, so that we will not be sluggish. What is this? Lazy. We won't be lazy. But imitators of those. Or the, it says the word here really means to follow those. And imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, we'll inherit the, the promises when we apply faith and patience. When we apply these things, we will see the promises of God. This is a promise 
from him. That when we'll apply faith and patience, we'll see that. But we got to stop being lazy with it. We, we want to see an inhabitation. Do you want to see an inhabitation of God in your life? Do you want to see an inhabitation of God in your family? Do you want to see an inhabitation of God in, in the salvation of your loved ones? Do you want to see an inhabitation of God in your neighborhood? Do you want to see an inhabitation of God in your finances, in your health? in your protection. Any parents in here scared that your kids could get hurt? You know, it's, it's not wrong for you to be tempted with it, but it's wrong for you to live there. And it's time for us to say, wait a minute, I know who God is, and he's my protector. He's my defender. Listen, I can't tell you, it was the weirdest thing. I never had fears uh, tempt me like I did when we started having children. All of a sudden, I would have visions of, of just gruesome accidents and all kinds of stuff like that. I'm like, what in the world is this? I never feared for my own life as much as that. It was an attack of the enemy because he knows if he can get me in fear, fear is an area where there's a lack of faith. In other words, if I listen to that fear, then I'll put down faith. And if I put down faith, I'm look, faith without works is dead. When I get in real faith, I start to praise him because I know that I know that I know. And all of a sudden, God can inhabit that place. But see, if I'm in fear, I'm not in faith. All of a sudden, I'm not going to be praising him. There's no inhabitation. I literally open up the door, drop the hedge of protection on myself by staying in fear. Well, it's normal for a mom or a dad to worry. No, it's normal for corruption because there's no fear in perfect love. It's normal for somebody who's outside of God to worry. Yes, but for someone who's in, don't believe that lie that the world has told you and tried to teach you that it's normal to fear. It's not. You are not created like that. You're created in the image of God. You're created in perfect love. You're created in the place where perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. That's normal for Amen. you. It's time to be purposed and intentioned with our faith and not lazy in it, but through faith and patience we inherit the promises. And that doesn't mean that once you make that decision, the devil won't challenge you in it. Oh, he'll challenge you. He'll come up, he'll tempt you to back off of that faith that you said. But you got to say, no, I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to it. I'm going to listen to what my Lord has said. I'm going to listen to the character and nature of God. I'm going to move by His Word, out of His Word. I won't live by bread alone. I won't live by my hard work alone. I'll live and I'll live to the full till it overflows by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And when I hear a word from God, I'm going to put faith on it. And no matter what I see or what I feel, I'm going to start to praise Him. And because I know that I know who my God is, and He loves me, and when I praise Him, all of a sudden, there's an inhabitation. And the chains of God, the chains not of God, the chains of the world will fall off because of God. The chains of the world will start to fall off as I let him inhabit me by not being lazy with my faith. We've got to be who God's called us to be. Faith without works is dead. We've got to move into that place of praise and inhabitation. 
The devil's been trying to sink some people. He's been trying to, to, to sink us. He's been trying to get us to a place where we drop that. You just tell your neighbor right now, say, I'm not going to be lazy in my faith. I'm going to move into the places of easy and light. I'm not going for the easy way out in my flesh. But I'm going to believe. Because I'm a believer. And I will praise him. And he will inhabit me. And my life. And we'll see the things of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want you to see this in Psalms chapter 2 and verse 4. It says, He who sits in the heavens laughs. Ha, 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 ha. The Lord scoffs at them. Who's he talking about? Verse 2. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together. In other words, it's a conspiracy against against the people of God, against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. He, the Lord, scoffs at them. Ah, you're not going to get anything over on my people because they're going to walk in the ways of my anointed one. They're going to see his anointing break the chains off. They're going to see Jesus Christ break the bondages off. They're going to see the things of God come to pass. And here's what, they can sit and scheme and plan. They can sit and scheme and plan. They can sit and scheme and plan. And yet God is sitting up in heaven Sitting on the throne. <laughs> they think that they're going to win. <laughs> now see, I, I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but some people have a hard time believing that this is God. This is God's own words talking about himself. Yeah. He sits and scoffs. That word there literally means he laughs and mocks. You think you're going to win against Almighty God? You think that you're going to beat my people and my anointed one? No way. <laughs> now, here's the question. What does God know that you haven't known? What does God know that you haven't known? But this morning, you know. It's a new day. And you can put on your father. And you can laugh the same thing. All the trials and temptations may come. But ha 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 ha. What an idiot. Thought that he could overcome God. What an idiot. Ha 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 ha. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to put that on. 
It's an anointing that you can intentionally step into and not be lazy about it. It's a, it's a gift. Watch this over in Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 9. talking about Jesus here and he says you have loved righteousness in other words doing the right things and you hated lawlessness or sin therefore God your God has anointed you with the oil, oil of gladness or the oil of joy above your companions would you like to walk in an anointing higher than most then let's step into his way and be intentional. Love righteousness, hate lawlessness and sin, and watch as God will anoint you with an oil of joy. Can't you draw on things in God? Can't you pull on them? The word teaches us that we can appropriate it. It means we can reach out and grab a hold of something. Now just watch this. We know if you've been walking in the Spirit for a long time, if I, if I told you to pray in the Holy Ghost, you could just start. Because if you know anything about it, you know that anybody that's filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost has a prayer language that they can access at any time. You can just put it on. You can be intentional about it. It's different from the gift of tongues. We're not teaching on that, but it's a different. It's two different things. But everyone has a prayer language that they can just pray. If I said, if the Holy Ghost told me right now, pray in the Spirit. Well, okay. Right? It's a, it's a fruit. It's a fruit that God gives us, a tool that he gives us to utilize and grab a hold of. I can make a choice to do it. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 14. He said, I will pray with understanding and I will pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit as well. In other words, who was making the choice? to do it. Paul was. He could choose to pray in, in basically what we would say today, pray in English or pray in the Spirit. But then you notice that in Galatians it says the fruit of the Spirit is love. What's that one? Joy. Well, here's a question. When somebody comes and does something to you, right? Like if they come and they smack you, If I did it for real. Now doesn't he choose his response? And the word tells us to put on Christ. And to put down the flesh. So if I did it for real, he's going to now have to choose. Am I going to beat this dude down because he's a lot smaller than me? Or am I going to love? Am I going to put on love? Am I going to put on long suffering? You know, like I'm suffering long with this joker. Right? We make a choice to put it on. Well, can't we then also put on joy? <laughs> you just choose it. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. There's a song. <laughs> we choose to put it on. 
Well, how come we can put on all the things that have to deal with forgiving somebody or, or seeing through, but we can't put on joy? We can put it on the same way. We can purpose ourselves. And we can purpose ourselves to put on faith. And we can't be lazy with those things, but we got to be who God called us to be because God wants to inhabit you. As we walk in these things, God wants to inhabit you. Let's just pray in the Holy Spirit for a second. Tonight will be, this afternoon at four will be very important. Some people are flipping out right now because it's a miracle at what time we're ending this service. They saw me close my Bible and said, did he seriously just close his Bible? I did. God's working on me. Some people are like, obviously. On purpose, I'll put on joy. Matter of fact, the less joyful I feel, the more purposeful I will put it on. <laughs> yeah. You know, that works. It's the funniest thing. No pun intended. It is the funniest thing. <laughs> that made me laugh. Sorry, I got to collect myself. It's funny because when the devil tries to get you into that place in a lack of joy, we can just start putting it on because we know who our Father is. God of love, God of joy. We start putting it on. And the funniest thing is when we felt the least like putting on joy, we start putting on joy on purpose. And all of a sudden in an instant, the thing that the devil was trying to, to get over on us, it breaks. And we break right into his kingdom and take back ground. Take back ground. Glory to God. Hey, hey, hey. Well, he's just making that up. I am. I'm putting it on on purpose. I'm, I'm intentional with it. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. If I start and you know, just on purpose, it's not long before it becomes a real fruit. <laughs> I'll just employ a Holy Ghost tactic that he's given us in the Bible. And before I know it, the joy of the Lord has become my strength. God starts to inhabit me. And if God inhabits you, oh dear Jesus, the devil better watch out because of Christ. If he starts to inhabit you, what if he does come on you? What are you? Who are you? What image are you made in? What's available on the inside of you? What capacity do you have? You're made in the image and likeness of God. He was the firstborn of many brethren. Who are you? Who are you? It needs to stand up on the inside of you who you are. I'm the likeness and the image of God. I'm made in His image. I'm no longer that corrupted man, the dirty, filthy rag. No, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I got a capacity, and my capacity is a God capacity because I'm made in His image and likeness. It needs to stand up on the inside of you. Stop letting the devil talk you out of who you are. Start, let, start letting the devil feel a little bit of who God
God is inside of you. Start putting it back on Him. We're not supposed to take it from Him. We're supposed to attack Him. We're supposed to attack His kingdom. We're supposed to take ground from His kingdom. We're supposed to follow those who through faith, who through faith and patience inherited the promise. One of those I know was Jesus and He was manifested for this purpose to destroy the works of the enemy. You're designed to destroy the works of the enemy, not put up with them, not learn how to escape them. Bring an end to them. That's your capacity. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. All the plans that God has, and the devil thinks he's won, and the things that the devil's tried to hold back from people. But I know a people who's getting a hold of who they are. I know a people who's getting a hold of the power of God, the life of God, the joy of the Lord, and they're rising up, being strengthened in all might, being strengthened in all might. Ho ho Moho fromo, joy of the Lord before you even get up here. In Jesus' name, maha yekeneya, hu hu vrebekenamoso, bolamoso sede, ho ho yin bakalo. More joy, joy, Lord, joy, joy, Lord, joy. Bamba le koparebe, ha ha ha, Joy of the Lord is your strength. Ha ha, in moments where you have felt more down than you should be. The joy is your strength. Take that as your word. The joy is my strength. And as you receive it and walk in it on purpose, strength will come. Ha ha ye he kadese. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Joy, joy, joy. Can I pray for you? Yeah. Joy of the Lord start to come on. That first night you're like, my goodness, what is wrong with my brother? And now, ha, ha, ha. The devil, what he thought he had. All the joy breaks you loose. Now see, I probably couldn't pay you good money to laugh right now. But we're not talking about trying to force something or figure it out. He's bringing joy inside of you. And your flesh is even trying to fight it right now. And you, you can feel it, I know, because I can sense it. Ha ha, ye can ekade. See, I'm trying to talk serious and yet joy is coming. Joy of the Lord. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. You believe, don't you? <laughs> joy, joy, joy. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And the word says this, that we will dip down into the wells of salvation with joy. With joy, we'll dip down and grab that saving that we need. We'll grab the, that provision that we need. We'll grab healing that we need. We'll grab that job with joy. And the devil says, you're not ever going to get, ha, 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 what an idiot. Lord's working on my behalf right now. They're looking for my number to get in touch with me to provide what I need right now. In Jesus' name, ha, 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 <laughs> Glory.
glory to God. Joy, joy, joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come here, Levi. Bubba, help him. Hey, 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 the joy's all over. Ha, 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 ha. Bubba, boom, baby. baby. Now listen. Now try to answer me straight. <laughs> you didn't even believe the joy was real a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Is that right? No. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. <laughs> joy. Joy of the Holy Ghost. Ah, see, some people, it's the foolishness of preaching. The foolishness of preaching. The foolishness to the world that the Lord brings the things that break the devil's grip. The joy hits you before you know it, you got a promotion. Well, how do those two things go together? Because joy is who our Father is. He inhabited you through that joy. All of a sudden, people are fussing over you and they want you. They want you to be the one in their, in their company. And it comes through the anointing and the joy. Ha ha yehikabolobo. Ha 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 sabo. Behama ah. Stir up. Marabo joy. In Jesus' name. I'm not going to touch it. More joy, Lord. More joy. Joy. Keep touching them, Lord. In Jesus' name. <laughs> More joy. More strength. More joy. More strength. More joy. More strength. <laughs> Come here, Doyle. <laughs> Ah, hey, hey, hey. More joy and more strength. More joy and more strength. That's the Holy Ghost on you touching you. Hey, 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 hey. It's about hard for you even to withstand it. He's sitting there going, man, is this, I don't know what to do with this. And Jesus, I don't know what to do. Is this, should I laugh? Should I be laughing right now? I'm not sure. I feel it. Ho ho ye kinea, bo ho boromo bola kinemesibo, bomba ropo bo. Joy, joy. <laughs> Putting it on like a fruit of the Spirit and the joy of the Lord. Mayeka bobulekuno mosbe, ana bosbe, bon borobo. Yeah, joy, Holy Ghost. Fresh breath of joy. Patekelea storm, oh, bro. All right, now, let's get the flesh all the way gone. I love you too much to let you get by with just a little touch. <laughs> that rhymed. Ooh. I didn't realize it until afterwards. God, you're so vulnerable.
Yeah, impartation of joy, of joy. He's a front faller. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord. Joy, joy, joy. Down in your heart. Where? Down in your heart. Where? Down in your heart. Got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Tuesday. We should allow the things of our youth to come out more often. Amen. That's right. Amen. Hey, joy. Joy. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. That's sweet presence in habitation. Joy. 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 Bakaloko, kokoke, mete, kebesebete. Abaho, prebete, betuma, ayate. Uh, her father loves her. Her daddy loves her. Yeah, he does. He does. Come here, Shannon. Right here is fine. <laughs> Joy of the Lord. Oh, come back. Obey it to me today. Oh, yes, day. I'm a rough for me. I could boss me. Honey, hey, babe. So, play, come on, chobo. Go break it to me. Joy. 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 <laughs> you didn't believe either. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> joy. Joy. You know, we need a touch of joy more than we realize. Joy, joy, joy. Joy of the Lord is our strength. See, it's, it's foolishness to our corrupted mind. Yeah, blessing of God. It's foolishness to our corrupted mind and to the flesh. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And see, that's the beauty of God's wisdom in it. It's the things that don't make sense. It's the foolishness of preaching that leads us to those places of salvation. And that joy is what we need. We need the power of God. I don't need, you know, man's logic hadn't done me real good. I don't know about you. Man's logic hadn't done me real good. It's come up short. But God and his things that don't make sense, they'll work every time. They'll work every single time. We need that joy. We need that joy.